right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pack your playlists, start your sleep timers, and prepare for this three-ring circle circus of circular logic, because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And I'm still going to be working on trying to get uh, to 10% of listeners to donate at a dollar. We're just past 1% of listeners, so nine more, 9% to go. And if I can, I can, uh, be, what is it? Be, I don't think it's bequest, but if I could ask, uh, like, uh, any of you out there that are the silent majority, uh, that this week, and I guess I'm looking for about, uh, 60, I guess we're, we're, we're I guess it, it, realistically, maybe if we could get 50 people a day to think about donating a dollar a month, just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. And if you listen to the podcast, you get a lot out of it. There's a, whatever, how many episodes a week? Six, six, twelve brand new episodes every every month, and all the other stuff. If you get some value out of it, I, I, I really need need you to. I need you to think about. Geez, can I support the show at a dollar a month? And don't let your brain bot tell you that a dollar a month doesn't matter. It does. Uh, but the weird thing is, it only matters if you give a dollar. But I think we'll get there. So I'm not too worried about it. It, it, but it, it, you know, if you can think about doing it, be great. Let's get on to the show. Hey, you're all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's got you up tossing and turning. Whether it's stuff you're thinking about, whether it's stuff you're feeling physically or you're facing emotionally. I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. And I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night here. And I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Uh, t- taking my, you know, Taking my time getting there. Taking my time. TMTGT, the old secret sauce. TM, taking my time getting there. TMTGT, a, a potent mix of me doing stuff just like this that I'm doing now. But then also doing something like this where I say, well, you know, T. But I say T. Taking T my Time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so there's no end. So I'm not going to get sued by them. Taking my time getting there. GT, TMT, GT. And I'll have a few contemplative moments, but those don't go on too long. You know, uh, pregnant pauses. Like a case of the figurines uh, way back, I talked about that Encyclopedia Brown. Uh, the Lost Encyclopedia Brown novel, Encyclopedia Brown and the Case of the Figurines, which is what I got every time I read a, a figure, because the fi- Case of the Figurines for me goes, hmm, huh. Uh, like if if you're narrating, you go, you, go, you go from a huh to a hmm to a huh. And then my face, it's not silent, but my face starts to do a squinch, squinch, squinch. As I lose hope that I'm gonna, that that's every Encyclopedia Brown. I get, I guess you'd call it a case of figurines. I guess that's good, because it's open ended. But to be honest, it's a, yeah, well, I guess that's why it's a case, un, 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 unsolved case of the figurines. Uh, but I do all that to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. The theory goes that you can't think about two things at once. Maybe you could think about two or three things at once, but what you could do is listen to me. I'm going to tell a little story, you know, go to mix a few metaphors to start out about the podcast clearly. You know, I'll dig into the old misplaced meta- metaphor uh, basket or item I had to keep them all in. Organizer, they called it the old metaphor toolbox. I showed them. And say, yeah, they said as a story, they said, now, even, even you should, this will keep you organized. They said, what are you going to put in here, fishing, fishing stuff or fixing stuff? And then I, I slapped my knee and laughed. 
And it was interesting because that was the same store that I had been. Later, I would be asked to leave for, for putting rubber worms in my mouth. And I said, these, these ones taste like purple. They do. They really do. Yeah. So where was I? Oh, those are rubber rubber ones, by the way. And any kids don't do that, you know. Just let you let, let old Uncle Sco- Uncle Scoots do the because uh, it's a pretend, you know, for sure. One hundred percent made up, not true at all. That I had a chewing rubber worms habit. Had I guess had that's not true at all. Luckily, I don't live in a high, you know, uh, bait area, so I don't run across that. Uh, anyway, so I'm gonna do like it's, I'm gonna give you an alternative thing to listen to as I go on here. And you say, okay, let's I can listen to Scoots. He's gonna ramble. He's gonna stumble. He's gonna bumble. Instead of thinking about this, say, hey, everybody, you know, instead of worrying about going to sleep or instead of arguing all my brain and body parts, why don't we just lie back and listen to Scooter? You know, one will be good. We'll say, well, we're not him. That's the we're ahead of check ahead of the game, and then you could just keep listening. But the thing is, you you if you're new here, you might not know this, but if you've been around. You say, well, but the thing is, I could just do, you know I can just drift off whenever. Now, there's no shoulds. So you don't have to fall asleep. You don't need to fall asleep. You could just listen to me if you happen to drift away. That's great. If you don't, don't worry. I'll be doing my best. Uh, to give you something light entertainment, you know, I'm like the tapas, whatever is less than tapas. Like they say, well, we, well these are air tapas. Uh, they say, what does that mean? And they say, well, you know, like they they get those air pretzels now, thin tapas. They're air filled tapas. They say, okay, can you just take the rubber worms out of your mouth, son, please? And he said, well, okay, I was going to trade you my air-filled tapas for uh, for these rubber worms that were, you know, because, you know, clearly I've put them. Anyway, I got, I guess I got rubber worms on the brain. And uh, I, I, actually probably more like, you know where I'm going with this, probably, because I guess gray rubber worms and gray matter, they probably would look similar. So that's probably it. They say, well, he's, you know, he's not right-brained or left-brained. He's rubber worm-brained. They say, well, I don't care. See that rubber worm region? We've ice, we've we've identified it. And we can't figure out if, you you know, if they were, if they came with the car, you know, the, the equipment or if he got, how he got them in there somehow. We'd rather not think about it, to be honest. You know, we do have the Swedes and the Norwegians, you know, trying to come up with a theory of, you know, what motivate—the Norwegians are working on what, you know, what would motivate, you know, if he could get them. And if the Swedes can identify the method that he got the rubber worms in there, the Norwegians will try to unlock the uh, motivations behind it. And what does Scooter think about all this? Well, he just keeps asking to see Dr. Young. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Doctor Doctor Young, or is is he? We don't. We're not sure either. Because uh, anyway, he's but he actually he's in the middle of a podcast intro. Believe it or not. So excuse us, uh, team. You know, Swiss will get to you actually. But you know, I I don't think the doctors want me to clear this with you, Swiss team. But I was wondering if you could. uh, What about about making a uh, hot cocoa? With, you know, instead of mini marshmallows, instead of jumbo marshmallows, uh, you know, curly, you know, worm, worm-shaped worm marshmallows for fun. Uh, okay, we'll talk about it in a little while. So anyway, back to the intro here. Sorry about that. I just had a team with crack scientists. Well, I guess I always assume they're crack scientists when they're assigned to my case. It's probably mistake number 50. Uh, but anyway, this kind of this is kind of how the podcast works. I try to take your mind off stuff. You don't got to take me seriously. Clearly, you don't have to take me. You, you don't have to take me like, oh boy, I can't wait till what he says next because it'll probably be either rubber worms or Oshkosh Bagash. So you don't got to worry about that. That that that's done. Um, so if you're new here, it's a little bit different, a little bit strange, a little bit funny, a little bit goofy. 
uh, well-intentioned, ir- extremely irritating to bait store owners because they can say, well, I can relate to that bait store owner. Um, you know, I'm putting up an anti, I, I don't know what state Scooter lives in, but he's not welcome in my bait shop. Also, sir, well, well, let's see in case I put you to sleep, you know. Uh, but, 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 uh, what happened? I got distracted again by the bait. See, this, and this is a, you know, example of why I shouldn't go into bait shops or fishing shops. And what happened, you know, maybe why the podcast works. I said, well, let's just get this rubber worm wriggling and... I guess it can't. Okay, I see. I see you. Which country are you? Iceland. What part of my brain are you in charge of? Because I think I do. I think there might be some wriggling going on with the rubber worms in there. Uh, another question: Is this related to the gobbledygook region of my brain, or is this a separate discovery? Oh, someone just whispered in my ear. All the scientists are imaginary, so maybe I should get back to the intro. Whoops. So that, that's what it is. You see, just listen to me ramble. I'll try try to do my best to take your mind off. So I'll try to try to have a nice, even pace. I'll try not to have anything unfold in a, in a way that would wake you back up and just drift off and, and kind of hold me loosely, like a handful. Of, you know, just like a handful of rubber worms. You know, they feel good. Some are dangling, just like some of my thoughts. Some are. You know, corkscrewy or just screwy. You know, that one's got the screwy thing. And you say, well, there's just some different colors in there. It's not bad. There's even ones with sparkles. And you say, this doesn't, you know, this doesn't feel bad in my hand. It feels pretty good. It's got, you know, you can squeeze it. So, you know, that's it. I want to help you fall asleep. Uh, if this is your first few times here, give it a few tries. It usually takes about 100 tries to you to... For, for the people I irritate, you know, one minute of the podcast for them. Listen, I hope it, I hope it can help you fall asleep. I've struggled to get good night's sleep, so, and I, I seem to be good at doing this for, for the people it works for. So all I can say is I'm glad you're here. Thanks for stopping by. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep tonight. I really, really do. Thanks. Uh, housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are on our website. You can comment on our website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dear's Scooter or on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson who edits our episodes and uh, does the music. He's got a podcast. You got to check it out. Sounds like an earful. Get on there and check it out, Chris Posty Posterson. Uh, it's a great podcast. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our honor on our artwork. We have a Facebook group at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank our moderators over there, Rachel L to the G, Jennifer B, Julie C, Lie to Lie, Alexandra and Laura. I want to thank Latitude on our subreddit. And let's get on to the show. All right, so we're back with another episode of Get Bessos, uh, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Benny's last season return to Earth from Purgatory to get Jeff Bessos, which eventually ended up in the three of them running a reimagined Hell 2.0, uh, which I guess they kind of put out of business. Uh, and then James and uh, Richard Warren had to return to Earth and try to save Earth, which did not go well. And so where we last left off in the story is I guess the only uh, civilized place left on Earth is this city called, oddly enough, Bissos. Uh, kind of like a modern Epcot uh, experimental prototype co- community of tomorrow based on some treaty or something Jif Bissos left behind uh, to save humanity, or at least give humanity one last shot. And we haven't made it inside this Bissos yet, but as far as we can tell... It's a near utopia. I mean, I guess it could be a utopia. There's no uh, sinful people be- being coming out of this, passing away in this place and getting sentenced to, to, to H-E double hockey sticks. But it has been confirmed that people are passing away and getting sentenced to the good stuff. Or may I don't know if they got, I, I can't remember if the guy's got an answer if, People are getting sent to the purgatory limbo type stuff, probably. I mean, we're humans, right? 
I mean, as many a teacher told me, some people are just mediocre. But anyway, it's not super important. The important thing is that the the the, the hell was going to be closed down. Everyone was going to be relocated. And I don't know. They said, let's go get this Bessos in the tradition of getting Bessos as the title of the show. Worked out great for me, you know, since it's called Get Bessos anyway. Uh, I believe it. And uh, they said, let's go get the, you know, it's probably not even a near utopia. It's just one of those utopian smoke screens. So the guy's headed back to Earth to track down. This is a long, you know, setup, I guess. But, you know, you got to fill you in, you know, what do you call it? This is like a meandering catch-up. So the guys went back. Jif Jif stayed behind. Uh, Also, Jif has a child. Uh, Don't ask because he did not give any details. Somewhere in this utopia called Vesos. But the guys had gone to try to get there. And ended up as like a walled city. And then they said, well, we could let you in. You know, they had this it was a, little, a little bit of nonsense they passed. It was entertaining, you know, sleepy nonsense. You could re-listen. Uh, but they uh, ended up getting, they said, hey, you could come in. You got to get quarantined. Obviously, you know, they're trying to uh, keep their city safe. That sounds smart to me. So that's where we left off as the guys had entered a quarantine uh, facility with, I think it was in a cave, maybe. Yeah, it was a little bit away from the town, but not too far. And that's where we left off. And, and welcome back to another episode of Get Bissos. Hiya. Hey, everybody's the narrator here. And I just want to fill you in that breathless man that just brought us here. But Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny are sitting in the, the quarantine facility, which we had said last week. It's a bit like a, a daycare for adults uh, facility maybe it's got a couple of cots it's got a little kitchen it's got some tables like uh, activity centers uh, but it's kind of boring and the guys are kind of sitting around just talking so let's check it let's 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 how about we have a listen and see what they're talking about together richie richie no no the difference i think is scale is scalable means can you i i, I know what scalable means. But I don't I don't know if you do because that's the difference between a quarantine and just isolation. Remember I was telling you you could quarantine people by doing a so, social quarantine almost. Okay. Uh now does that apply to right now? I want just I'm just kind of curious about you know cuz it's like are they keeping us here for an incubation period are they quarantining or something known or unknown. I don't know. All this quarantine stuff just makes me think. I mean, isn't that part of being quarantined? Is the isolation? Uh, yes, it's a good thing you're with your best friend. Uh, yeah, but it's we've just been kind of sitting around is the thing. And, you know, I'm a little bit... B- 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 okay, well, we'll find something to do. Don't worry, James. We could discuss more about your isolation... Uh, do you feel because we're not with other people or, and, and then ladies and gentlemen, this is a narrator. We hear a ring, a bing. Oh boy. And then they say, uh, Richard Warren Sears, please approach the window. Uh, excuse me, buddy. And Richard Warren, he gets up and he walks across the room and one wall is all mirrors and little compartments. And at this point, the guys have been here long enough that he knows he sticks his arm through one of the compartments. And you could see that uh, he puts it into some sort of double latex barrier. And it also seals the vacuum. I don't don't know the technology. It was some sort of medical isolation type thing. And they seem to be checking him from the other side. But all we can really see is his arm in in this... uh, a small rectangular hole, enough that it, it doesn't feel cramped, though. And his arm seems to be resting. I don't know if they're taking his blood pressure or what they're doing, but it doesn't take too long. And then you could tell whatever happens, he knows it's finished, and he pulls his arm out. He pulls his arm out, and he returns to the table. All done, buddy.
Wait, Richie, I was thinking, aren't we dead, though? I guess I was thinking a lot about that. It's like, how does that work? Because we, we, we died, and then we went in, but we've been to Earth a bunch of times, but no one's ever said, hey, you guys look like a buddy. I've never felt more alive. Oh, you look pretty good, Richie. Oh, do I good? Good, really? Because I was wondering. Uh, I, I always wonder if I, how jowly I am, but I think those are power. My, my jowls make me powerful, you know. I, I guess so. What, what do you mean you've never felt more alive? I, I, how are we not alive? I, I, they're checking us. Are they giving us? I mean, if they're vaccinating us and checking us, Aren't they going to catch... Okay, buddy, don't you understand anything? Uh, we have a very important job to do, James. We have to save the sinners of this uh, false utopia and fix hell for Jif screwed it up. And that the universe, you know, the universe provides, James. So we need to save the universe to keep it probably some sort of, uh, uh, you know, balance or some such thing. Probably on a higher command, of course, so the universe provides us the power. Uh, but why didn't they just give us, like, superpowers like those comics or something? Okay, it doesn't give us the control, James. You know how controlling me go. We have to... We, you, you, come on, you understand how this works. We've been through this enough times now. Yeah, it's just, it's just the specifics of the quarantine was making me think is weird... That two dead get you probably the first time it's ever happened, James. Two, uh, yeah, it'd be mind blowing for sure. Oh, but, but I was saying how alive I feel. Uh, I was just saying that I've never felt more alive, James. Yeah, I did notice your acting. Uh, uh, did, did, did you notice, James, as I, we talk about this, uh, the warmth? Uh, the of the room, it, yeah, it's like perfect in here. I have, I was meaning to talk to you about that. It, it is like this room is the perfect climate. And I, 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 I wonder if that's part of the quarantine or part of the utopia. Because if the rest, the rest of the place is like that, I mean, especially because hell's so dry. But I mean, here it's like the air is. I don't know what the humidity in here is. It's perfect. That's what the humidity is. And then the. Uh, I don't know, what do you think it is, like 66 or 64 or 60? Uh, I was not talking about the room. I was talking about the human touch, James. Okay, Richie, are you going weird on me or something? Is there, Are you okay? Should I call to see if they have... What do, you, what do you mean, the human touch? When you put your arm in the hole, the human touching your arm. Uh... Uh, through the two layers of latex? Uh, yes, uh, the, the warmth of their hand on your arm. Uh, I, 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 uh, bong, bong. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, we wanted to let you know the, uh, quarantine is going quite well. And we're ready to start the next phase of your quarantine. Now, we, we call it here the human quarantine. And we, 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 we laugh back here when we say that, but you seem to be in both excellent health. And we're going to conduct a test now to see how well you th we think you'll assimilate into our community uh, before we give you a chance to, 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 to choose to have a tour and things. So, with your supper, you can expect a special box. And within that box... Uh, well, well, well you, you'll be able to figure it out, gentlemen. Thank you. Bing, bing. Hey, folks, the narrator here. Just so you know, that was at, like, right not that long after lunch, so I didn't want to totally. And plus, James and, and RW both like to take post-lunch naps, so they took a nice nap. And what better place to sleep than a room that is in the, one of the most perfect temperatures, according to James Cash Penny, for James Cash Penny. Uh, but we didn't hear Richard Warren Sears complain about it either. But then dinner came, and their dinner, and I don't really pay attention to the dinner-based details, but slid through a slot, or maybe it's like a thing, dumb waiter, or I guess in this case a smart waiter, I guess maybe that's the wrong, you know, a ele food elevator. 
Uh, there's also a box, and I can make it out. It looks like it's cardboard. And it looks like I see some writing on there. And the guys, they left it there because I guess they were hungry after their naps. And now James Cash, kind of Penny's going to get it, so let's get back. It looks like a game, okay. Katan, Katan, uh, Katan, Richie. Uh, okay. Uh, what do you think? They think, is this the test? Or are we going to be tested in this game? Uh, well, is it, should, maybe it's a fool. Okay, open it up. Uh, maybe if they, they don't know who they're dealing with, if they think, uh, I don't, did you ever play chess, James, against me? No, Richie, remember I, I tried to get it in, in limbo or purgatory, wherever we were, and remember they said that would be too stimulating, they wouldn't, so Catan, Catan, uh, dear settlers, this is a award-winning, this is some sort of award game, in uh, Catan playing Klaus. Oh, boy. I think this might be some sort of uh, Gorbin. I think it's just a game, Richie. Maybe they want us to... It says the game rules contain all the important information. Uh, Almanac. Oh, boy. This is... Oh, boy. You're right. This looks... Uh, oh, James. Maybe this is like... Uh, where are we? Maybe are we in Catan... Uh, Cadden, but they said it was Bessos, B-E-S-O-S-K-8. It could be. I don't know, Richie. Let's just, you know, why don't we play it? Maybe the test is to see if we'll play the game. Exactly. Should we just passively play a game? I refuse. Well, then I, I guess I'll just say, uh, then I'll win by you uh, defeating me. Uh, hmm. Well, you know what, Richie? We, we, we got to learn how to play it first, so I bet you... Uh, I bet you could figure that out for maybe you, maybe we can we can figure out how to play it first, and maybe you'll figure it out. Okay, can I see the instructions, please? Uh, seven nineteen. Okay, you start organizing. Find nineteen Terran tiles, high high size. C frame pieces. Okay, check. I think that's of these blue things. Uh, nine harbor pieces. Okay, that's with these ships. 18 circular number tokens. Okay, they might be on the bottom. 95, uh, 95 resource cards. There's cards. Just get everything ready, okay, and start organizing. I'm going to be... Is there two dice in there? Oh, uh, yeah, Rich, you want to play some uh, dice games? Uh, no, I need to learn how to uh, learn how to play this first. Okay, hey, everybody, this is the narrative. So the guys are unboxing a... A box of Klaus, Klaus Tabers or Tubers uh, Catan. I think it goes by Settlers of Catan in, in our world. And, you know, James is pretty, uh, what do you call that, when you can, like, put stuff together, especially gifted or something. So he's putting the board together. And RW is just kind of, hey, why, why should we leave? Let's keep it. Let's keep in any on these guys. Okay, so... Uh, frame, put, did you frame the board together to prevent it from falling apart? Yeah, Richie, check, I did that. Uh, did you match up? I check, numbers one to one, two to two. All right, so, uh, you can play on a variable game for your first game, starting setup for beginners. Illustration, well balanced, okay, check for that. Uh, Richie, I think I'm copying that picture right now. Okay, well, I'll be uh, there to instruct you in one second. Uh, have you have you removed it? Yes, you have. Punch out the pieces. You did that. Punch out the tiles. Did you do uh, front to back or back to front? Uh, I did the one so it wouldn't rip, Richie, because, you know, I've done this before. Okay, assemble the frame. Create Catan. James, we're creating Catan. You know, James, I know we're being observed while we do this. I wonder if the uh, medical staff is observing us. Did you ever see any outlines in those windows when you were waiting for your uh, quarantine treatments? Uh, no, Richie. So, okay, so the map's put together just like here. Uh, to make it easy, 
Uh, there's dice rolls. Uh, can I just take a look at those instructions here, Richie? If you've never played, please read the overview. Can we read that together? Um, possibly. Okay, let's look at this, Richie. Let's look at this game overview. Okay, the island of Catan lies before you. Nineteen trials, surrounded by ocean. Uh, your goal is to settle on the Catans. And, it, oh boy, expand your territory because, because it becomes the largest and most glorious, James. As long as this is nothing like chess, I will be fine. All right, Richie, there's five production, productive terrain, terrain types, each terrain a resource. Okay, I, I got that part, so... And you begin the game with two settlements, two roads, uh, one victory point. Oh, boy. I already got a victory point, James. And then you... Wait. Each settlement, you got two. So those are two victory points, Richie. Uh, I just scored a point. And you need ten to win. And the way you get points is you build roads, settlements, upgrade your settlements. And each city is two points. Uh, but to do that, you need resources like, so the hills, brick, fields, grain, forest, lumber, forest, lumber. This is just like, uh, this is, we'll be good at this, James, exploiting, using the natural resources, of course. Pasture, wool, mountains, ore, desert, nothing, of course. I think this could be some sort of, uh, you think this is the city where you're in? Uh, no, because we're I don't we're surrounded by mountains on three sides. I think there's an ocean or a gulf. Jeff Jeff said. Okay, so how do you acquire resources? Uh, each turn, roll two dice to determine which terrain X produces resources. Each X is marked with a round number. So eight. If you get an eight, uh, ten. I'm not seeing any tens, James. Oh, the mountains are ten. Is that the only one? Uh, I think, the, Richie, I think that's just on the instructions, maybe. So you roll the dice, you get this stuff. You only correct or collect resources if you own a settlement or city bordering the terrain hexes. Uh, in the illustration, the red settlement A borders uh, the ten mountains, uh, the ten hills. I don't see that. I think that's the six hills. If a ten is rolled, they would get, oh, I see this one. Okay, you see that? Okay, so A and B. That's why it says A and B there, James. Oh, you're right. Why don't you take the next one? Uh, do you get it so far? I believe I do. We just I think so. Uh, settlement cities usually border two to three terrain types. They can harvest three resources uh, based on the dice roll. Hence, the settlement C borders on forest, mountains, and pasture. You see where I'm pointing, James? Forest, mountain, pasture. It's a, a triangle made of hexagons or some such thing. Uh, finally, E. Uh, finally, E. Uh, if you had a settlement there, like you, maybe you should do that. It would only get one terrain, a hex pasture. Uh, but it's also had a sheep harbor. Interesting. Ooh. Uh, since it's impossible if you have settlements at all terrain hexes and numbers, you may not, so you might have to, uh, building, you, you need all of them. Oh boy. For this reason, you trade with other players, James. And if you're successful, you can get big stuff. Uh, you can only build a new settlement on an unoccupied intersection if you have a road leading. That makes sense. you got to control the means of delivery. Carefully consider where you build settlements. The numbers are, and the tokens are depicted in various sizing and pips. Uh, the taller the number... And the more pips it has, the more likely it is to be rolled. Oh, that's thank, thank you for that. It's not, this is nothing like chess, where it's so these secrets. Uh, the red numbers, six and eight, are the tallest and the most pips. Uh, bottom line, the more frequently a number is rolled, the more often 
and then I think that's it. I still uh, do not totally understand. Well, Richie, here's one other problem. I'm looking here, and it says uh, number of players three. Uh, so how are we supposed to play? What are we? And so I see, I guess I don't understand it either, Richie. I know what you're supposed to do, but I don't know how you do it. It could be fun, but you, I guess I could play two different. Oh no, no, no! I would play two different players, and there'd be no collusion whatsoever. I mean, I guess we could play two players each, but then that would just be like playing one. No, no, no! I should play two players separately because I could be trusted. Ah, uh, James, this is part of the test. Earning, they want to see if we can earn trust. So believe me, I'll be listen. If they, if we want to prove trust. Shouldn't I just play both players and I'll just pretend to be, you know, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, bing, bing, bing. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. We see you've settled on your game. <laughs> and now we will give you your task. Your task is to teach a group of citizens how to play this game. And we realize the conditions aren't perfect, but you will be instructing them in just a few, in just a short time, gentlemen. Thank you. Bing, bing. Uh, oh boy. Okay, we better figure. Uh, uh, okay, Richie, don't worry. So, we get the way, uh, do you think they know how to play it? Uh, let's just, here we go, Richie. Uh, how about I take this, all right? And you can add in, okay? So we set up the board here. We'll, we'll take a beginner's game. So we read the overview, and now we just got to go through the game rules. We have the board set up. So I think we're fine. So select a color, and okay, so everyone, what if I tell, once upon a time, there was a settlement of Catan, and it was made up of many uh, different cities and many different settlers. And three of you have been chosen in this recreation of Catan to reenact for our data collecting purposes. We're so happy. Okay. Okay, keep going. So we're so happy to have you here uh, to do our important work to see how the people of Catan once lived. For they lived in a land not, not that different than this one of limited resources. Uh, but, you know, maybe the, 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 a, way, a different way of dealing with it. So first we're going to set up the board, which we already covered, ladies and gentlemen, and children or whatever we're dealing with. So begin to descend into the world of Catan. Now, take your building. Here I'm handing out your building, your color's building cost cards. If you've all chosen a color to recreate one of the original settlers of Catan, who came so long, your hence. And we're going to set up the largest army and the longest road along with the two dice. And I've sorted the resource cards into five stacks and placed them five, face up next to the game board. Much like the a proverb of Catan, as the people once had stacks of wood and stacks of brick. Now, as everyone knows from our previous presentation from the, the first thing, here's a resource gathering game to continue and expand Catan. Your Catan, my Catan, all Catans. You're doing good, buddy. I'm watching the, uh, to see that I think there's a someone working in the medical office that I like to, that was a warm touch. You know, did you feel a woman's touch or a man's touch when they were to, Richie, Richie, I'm trying to do this Catan thing for our test. Okay. And I was just wondering, it was a man's touch, I think. Oh, well, that's strange. I had a woman's touch, I believe. A lovely... Okay, not now. Why don't you pretend you're my pupil? Uh, no. I'll just watch the uh, medical facility. Okay, so everyone, uh, your settlement with the star 
Oh, like the stars that started Catan. If you look at illustrations on your cards, you'll see the magic of the hex uh, for, for you and me, everyone. Each player, keep your resource cards hidden in your hand as I hand them out. Uh, as I follow all these instructions so we can learn the lessons from the settlers of Catan. Oh, the settlers. Oh, the settlers. The settlers of Catan. As we all sing, or, you know, if I could sing, I would. Uh, so now I want to go over with all of you wonderful people the turnover view. Because uh, unless you're, just, you know, none of us are experienced yet. But first, uh, we'll start with the oldest player, the wisest player, the closest to the great civilizations of Catan. Or the lessons we should have learned not to repeat of Catan. Or you can establish your own opinions. Uh, you do the following. Roll for resource production for all players. We'll go ahead and roll for it to practice. Yeah, it's very nice rolling. Does anyone want to trade their cards? That's what we would say next. And now you may build a road or a settlement or a city. Buy development cards. And play one development card at any time during your turn. And then we pass uh, to the left. So that is how a turn goes. But you might wonder, tell me more, and I will. Well, resource production is when you uh, roll the dice. And as we said, it says, hey, this is what you got. Uh, you know, whatever the number is in your border. I think we went over to that. Everyone understands, right? With the, you know, look at this... Uh, Example here, if you're bordering something and the number is rolled, you get the resource. Now you can also trade on your turn. You can do it domestically or by the sea, as you'll see here. And on your domestic turn, you could trade resource cards with other players. Uh, you can announce which resources you need and are willing to trade, and the other players may make their own proposals. Uh, but you can only trade with the player whose turn it is, and the players may not trade among themselves. Maritime can be done without the players. You can always trade at four to one by putting four resource cards in this st stack and taking any one resource card of your choice if you have a settlement in a city or a city on the harbor. Oh, if you have a settlement or city on the harbor, you use more favorably two to one. Or three to one, or two to one, depending on the harbor. Of course, the better harbor, uh, you know. But you can always do four to one. But that's you're getting ripped off. Now, building, you can build at your turn. Through building, you can increase your victory points on the road to victory. Settling Catan, expanding your roads, improving your resources, and buying stuff. To build, you need specific. You got to pay the resource cards you need. Uh, symbolic to what it would actually take to build it, like a road. Take the appropriate number of roads, settlements, and cities from your supply and place them on the board. Uh, but keep the development cards hidden. You cannot build more pieces than what's available in your pool. Five settlements, four cities, 15 roads. Roads require better bricks and rum, uh, uh, lumber. And whoever gets five roads will receive the longest road until another player has a longer road, which is two victory points. Uh, but that could be complicated. Settlements require brick, lumber, wool, and grain. And you can only build a settlement at an intersection if all the three of the adjacent intersections are vacant. Even your own, it must be vacant on the other three. Each of your settlements must connect to at least one of your own roads, regardless of whose turn it is. When a terrain hex produces resources, you get the card. A city, that's three ore and two grain. You may upgrade your settlement to cities and then use a house to symbolize that. Uh, if you want to buy a development card, it requires ore, ore wool, and grain. And there's three kinds of those, a knight, a progress, and victory. And development cards never go back into supply, and you can't buy them if they run out. Keep your development cards hidden. 
so your opponents can't guess what you're going to do. Special cases, if you roll a seven, that robber gets activated. No one receives resources. And anyone that has more than seven must round down and select half their cards and return them. Then you move the robber, and the robber moves to symbolize the people that would take advantage of Catan. And the robber will move and, and disrupt the game. Okay, next, ladies and gentlemen, playing development cards at any time during your turn. You develop, there's like knights. Richie, this is getting terribly. I don't see how I'm going to be able to. Uh, you'll be fine. I'm staring at the window still. Uh, so then you do the knight who can. Uh, if you play a knight, you can move the robber. So that's great. And the knight will stay in front of you. And the first person with three knights gets the largest army and two victory points. Unless uh, someone trumps that. Oh, that's fun. Progress card. Uh, you can follow its instructions. And victory point cards uh, where you uh, keep those hidden and you reveal them during your turn. And when you're sure you have ten victory points to win the game. In any game, if you have 10 or more victory points. And that is how the Catan is Catanned, ladies and gentlemen. It's a simple game I'm teaching you. My name is James, and it's my honor to teach you about the settlers of Catan. You see, these hex is our the land and the resources we take from them. And the dice is the weather and the randomness of man. There's a robber in the desert who will take by strong man. If you want to build, sometimes you must trade. Roads are how you'll travel. Something that obeyed. And when it's your turn, you will know to roll the dice for resource production. And all will benefit from the roll unless it's a seven, which means the robber will come and make problems. When your resources are produced, you can also take some time to build. A settlement requires all of bricks, lumber, wood, and grain. A city, three ore, and two grain. And to buy a development card, which will run out before the game, you need ore, wool, and grain. So just remember that as you plan your city today. But that's getting ahead of things. That's just how you plan your resources, folks, because trading is another way to do so. And as you watch and learn and the joys of recreating Catan, you will learn to trade and work with others. You could trade domestically when it's your turn only with other players for resources you might need. But if the players stand in your way, there's always a banker willing to make a trade. You can do that by the sea at four to one if you're inland. To be, if you're at a harbor, you might get a better rate. Now it's time to build maybe a road with brick and lumber, or a settlement, as I said before, or a city, or a development card. Now remember, the robbers, they make trouble oh so much, and the development cards are kind of another form of chaos, for you could have knights or progress, or victory points to win the game. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is the narrator. I don't, I've never had to do this before, but this seems like it will go on forever, so I'm just going to call the, uh, James, R.W.'s asleep, believe it or not, and uh, James is kind of just droning, I had chicken for one more minute so you can listen because I said, well, it's just a good time to, I need to say goodnight. 
for Sea's coast and where the borders on the sea combined and trade built phase. The desert has nothing but the robber. Development cards have stuff. Don't forget about the distance rule or domestic trade. Ending the game with 10 victory points is the way. Uh, gameplay proceeds from oldest and then to the left. And please follow the rules. Harbors help with trade. Intersections are where hexes meet and where you may build settlements if they are not occupied nearby. Night cards are uh, something I'm not sure I understand, but it moves the robber away. The largest army gives you two points. Largest road gives you two. But be careful it's not taken away or else you'll be blue. There's maritime trade, which we've covered before. The generic harbor's three to one. No harbor is four to one, and the special harbor is two to one for trade. Number tokens tell you what the pips on the dice will give in your resource collection. The paths are where you'll build the roads. Progress cards, we've talked about road building, year of plenty, monopoly, and some ways to help you get ahead in the game. Resource cards are the resources that everything supplies and needs to capitalize on and from the land. Resource productions, the dice resource trade we've covered. The roads connect your settlements to the sea or other places. The robbers are confusing, chaotic type thing. And if the person's so rich they have seven cards, they'll lose some. Settlements are houses that could become cities if you have enough. Setting up the game is what we've done. Round one is when the game starts. Round two is after our settlements have started. And then you can change your setups or your tactics to win the game. Don't forget about trade and victory points. And victory points are good. And always give credit to the settlers of Catan. So let's play, everybody. RWU Sleep. I think I'm going to lie down. Thank you. Uh, let us know when we need to instruct the game. I think I'm ready. Hey, this is an area that worked out pretty good. So I was kind of tired, too. Good night. All right, iTunes reviews. Thank you. So I want to thank madaid1294 who says magic science i don't know uh works so well i uh, trust it it's magic but there you go it's decided magic and then right after on the science side we have patchouli drop a little drop of patchouli hi who says i sleep apparently called paradoxical hypnosis scooter's method works confusing silly circuitous you think I got that on the first try? Sort of stories, distract and relax. And they've been able to cut back on uh, sl sleeping need pill needs. But first night we had a little strange dreams. Thank you. Uh, NKCC2. That's a nice little. Bye-bye, Ambien. No sleeping pill hangover. Always worked for me. Give it three tries. Eventually has Pavlovian effect. Thank you. Uh, Maggie GM, so that's, or Maggie's GM, so that's the general manager of Maggie. So I guess, I'm, I don't know if we've heard from a management brain bot before. So welcome. We're pro uh, lay brand management here. Uh, this guy's either really boring and weird, check, or Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I'm not in that ballpark, I don't think, but it helps you fall asleep. Thank you. I guess, like, if... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm more Bob, sh whatever the other guy was, that would just yell at Andy Kaufman. But I do it in this voice. Uh, uh, Izzy Diz from Canada. The other reviews so far have been from the U.S. Uh, Izzy Diz from Canada says, I heard about this on another podcast. Oh, what podcast, I wonder. 
I wonder if it was a Illusionoid podcast, but while I was intrigued, I didn't download it right away. The other day I had to wake up, take some meds, mind racing, and they put it on and it worked. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you, Izzy Diz. Uh, Scary Sherry, who's, I I mean, I don't consider you Scary Sherry, but I, you know, I I consider your use of alliteration wonderful. My go-to sleep remedy had insomnia, but this, uh, you tried other stuff, YouTube apps, but this works well. Ten minutes. Lifesaver. Thanks. Imogen, uh, 5681, so that, from the UK. So that's fantastic. Love this podcast. Soothing voice. Great distraction. Sends to Snoozyville. Thank you. Sweet music. Caroline from the UK. Do, do, do. Uh, essential podcast. That's the only sound I can make to prevent myself from singing. For essential podcast for insomniacs helps drift off to sleep every night. And when they wake up in the night, no joy, safe place, no jarring noises, uh, comforting presence in my ears. Thank you. Uh, we got a, a mathematical brain body here. Seventy six. Amtro thirty eight four five seven nine. From Australia. Uh, says the sleeping menace is great. What accent is that, though? I can hardly understand him. E- even, you know, that's not that's not restricted to Australia, so don't worry. Uh, prairie Boy. So, a boy from the prairie from Canada. I like that. Prairie Boy. Oh, okay. I can't I was gonna start singing a song about Prairie Boys. Uh, Calms an overactive mind. Listening to a podcast helps me sleep. Uh, some, but, you know, good ones have changes in tempo or tone that would wake them up or content that invade the dreams in a stressful way. A sure, scooter strikes a balance of tone and tempo with humorous, bizarre, twisting stories that are mu- just mundane enough not too sim- stimulating. Thanks, Prairie Boy. One day, if you choose, you could be a prairie man, but never forget the spir- spirit of the Prairie Boy. Uh, Angry Bird fan, 18 calming and effective, revolutionary for insomniacs, or at least for them. And, you know, all the Angry Birds that are no longer, oh, I guess they, they, they can be fanned. Uh, you know, get the, I guess that joke didn't, wasn't even attempted a joke, that was an exploratory probing of what I could do with Angry Bird fan, but a fan of Angry Birds. They've tried meditations, nature, sound, white, no, you know, everything. But their mind still, uh, all the other t- techniques allowing your mind to dr- still drift off to whatever's keeping you awake. With Sleep With Me, I do, the scooter does the work of distracting the minds, but you don't have to pay attention. Thank you. Uh, Fairy Catherine was an eye. Uh, from, you know, has been through a lot. And this is the only thing that puts them to sleep, uh, with, you know, without bad dreams. Feels like you're a fly on a wall in a hot box at first. I don't know if that's a colloquialism or what I think it is, but that's funny. Uh, but keep listening. I promise you'll never finish an episode. Thank you. I dislike Zach Polk. Uh, I don't know who's Zach Polk. Oh, wait. I dislike ZP, says, wow, that's a brain bot, a little bit in a bad, bad mood, but you gave us a five-star review. Just started listening, so amazing. Haven't fallen asleep yet, but it's like hanging out with Bill Murray. Wow, thank you. Uh, Chris, Chris is a Z, Chris is a Shiner almost, relief, repose, gratitude. I like the way that sounds. Uh, thank you, dearest Scooter. Uh, best, Y-A-R-1-2-3-4-5-6 from the UK. Remember Yara's Revenge? Uh, the best. Love, love, love this podcast. Can't recommend enough. Don't know how he does it, but puts my brain to sleep when my brain bots won't rest. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Right Without a T says very effective. Only qualified to talk about the first 20 minutes because that's all I hear. That said, the first 20 minutes are entertaining. Uh, how did I sleep before this podcast? Well, now you're asleep now. 
Ah, uh, Babs 288 was a doubter. Seriously effective, though. But there's something about Scooter telling mundane stories that's super effective. They love the after glass slipper, but they're not making much progress in the story. Uh, H. Yitzhak. I think it, I'm having trouble getting that one, but H. Yitzhak. Zishak from Canada says this li- useful sleep aid works looks forward to bedtime however when I talk about the purpose of the podcast it screws it up a little uh, so if you'd avoid falling asleep but uh, outside of that a thousand things the only thing I, could, I guess I would say is try sleep to strange or uh, I try to put the uh, when this episode starts in the show notes so that if you want to skip over the intro you can uh, but you also might like Sleep to Strange, uh, which is it. Just go, it's in iTunes, uh, which is the option I created for people just like you. Uh, straight on till morning, Begonia 612. Scooter buckles you up, puts a helmet on, and takes you for a ride. Uh, a, a pillowy ride, a few guffaws and the gentle snoring as we explore Scoot's imagination. Don't worry, you're in good hands, no matter what. Thank you, Begonia. Another song-like name. Uh, Pineapple Kitten. Oh, Pineapple Kitten. I love your show, Uh, your future show. Insomnia. Does this help my insomnia so far? I'm so glad I stumbled across it. The longest I've lasted is 20 minutes, and I'm able to sleep for hours. Thanks, Pineapple Kitten. Uh, Thank you on Twitter. I want to thank Jill, Clamor. T, Wither and Bloom, Rainia, Steph B, Orias, Matt P, Pam G, F.A., my buddy Anarchy, uh, Geeky Girl, Will F, uh, Candace I, Steph, uh, Doug A, uh, Evie Snowflake, uh, Kim H, Drew M., uh, the bug, listen to her audio. Uh, P. Goblin, the Russ Man. Uh, GF Runner Girl, thank you. Nigel H., thank you. Chloe L., thank you. Rachel B., nice job on that soup. Uh, Hurricane Shanti, thank you. Uh, Jemaine A., uh, thank you very much. Victoria R., thank you. Mary Beth, thank you. Melissa DB, thank you and good night. Robbie S, thank you and good night. And nice job, keep an eye out. Hopefully, let me know what you found, Robbie, to stream. Uh, Noelle, thank you and good night. KY, uh, thank you and good night. Babs, thank you and good night. Heather, thank you and good night. Amy, thank you and good night. Lida, thank you and good night. Mark Mack, thank you and good night. Uh, Mike D, thank you and good night. COVID O, COVID O, thank you and good night. Uh, Jillian L, thank you and good night. Uh, Gabrielle D, thank you and good night. Uh, James E, thank you and good night. Uh, Veslandia, thank you and good night. KCG, thank you and good night. Illusionoid Podcast, thank you and good night. Jason S., year I got the runs, thank you and good night. Uh, Daisy, thank you and good night. Uh, Carrie, thank you and good night. Uh, Gabrielle, thank you and good night. Summer, thank you and good night. Uh, Liz, thank you and good night. Patrick, thank you and good night. And and, and NZ, Teresa, thank you and good night. Uh, Peter D., thank you and good night. Olivia B., thank you and good night. Over on Facebook, uh, Adam, good guest, thank you, and good night, Laura, thank you, Alexandra, thank you, uh, Dana, Z to the E, thank you, and good night, Julie C, thank you, and good night, Michelle L, thank you, and good night, Nancy S, thank you, and good night, uh, Lori S, thank you, and good night, Patrick J, thank you, Brittany, uh, D to the B, thank you. Sarah B., thank you for joking around, and Allie and H., thank you, and good night. Jennifer C., thank you, and good night. 
Uh, Julie C., thank you and good night again. I was all about the mystery bard in the mystery, around the mystery bard. Uh, Julie R., thank you and good night. Ahab's wife, thank you and good night. Uh, Sally D., thank you. Leah H., thank you and good night. Paula T. to the C., thank you and good night. Uh, Lisa H., thank you and good night. Mark W., thank you and good night. Uh, Chris H., thank you and good night. Uh, Rachel E. H., thank you and good night. Uh, Ricardo B., V., I mean, thank you and good night. And Dante. Ingrid uh, T., thank you and good night. Uh, Jen, thank you and good night. Polly, thank you and good night. Uh, David B., thank you and good night. Uh, Ray, thank you and good night. Sheila A., thank you and good night. Brian K., thank you and good night. Torrance T., thank you and good night. Brenda F., thank you and good night. Uh, Deanna L., thank you and good night. Uh, Judith Judith K., thank you and good night. Uh, Maxine M., thank you and good night. Nancy L. F., thank you and good night. Uh, Vicky T., thank you and good night. Uh, Ray, thank you and good night. Jesse, thank you and good night. Jonathan, thank you and good night. Matthew, thank you and good night. Simone, thank you and good night. Uh, Linfield, thank you and good night. Scotty and Jennifer, thank you and good night. Jill, happy birthday, thank you and good night. Her future birthday. Uh, Lydia, thank you and good night. Uh, Robin, thank you and good night. Gustavo, thank you and good night. Chris, thank you and good night. Mary, thank you and good night. Uh, Jessica, thank you and good night. Alexandra, thank you and good night. Glenn, thank you and good night. Monica, thank you and good night. Uh, Anya, thank you and good night. Kim, thank you and good night. Uh, Claire, thank you and good night. Leah, thank you and good night. Mario, thank you and good night. Brendan, thank you and good night. Tara, Tara, thank you and good night. Uh, Jody, thank you and good night. Uh, Gary, thank you and good night. Raquel, thank you and good night. Anna, thank you and good night. Uh, Shay, thank you and good night. John, thank you and good night. Danny, thank you and good night. Uh, Carol, thank you and good night. Amanda, thank you and good night. Megan, thank you and good night. Summer, thank you and good night. And thank thanks everybody for the support. Good night.